everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. I'm so excited for this podcast today. Get ready. I'm here with my friend. We're six feet apart. <laughs> okay, we're we're together. Man, it feels so good to be with the guest here on the podcast and bring it to you, Amanda Jones. She's a mental performance coach, and she just loves sports. She's in school, in grad school, to be a sports psychologist. And so what we're gonna learn from her today is the mental edge of life. Just getting on your game with your mind, getting your mind right with Jesus. And it's a struggle. I mean, it's 2020, there's a lot of stuff coming in our brains, a lot of details. Do we need to keep that in there? We wanna win at life. So, hey, Amanda, how's it going? Oh, it's so good. I'm so <laughs> glad to be here. And I'm so glad that we finally got to do this. And I, what an honor it is oh. to be here. So thank you so much for the cool. invite. It's so kind of you. I love you. Okay, so everyone's <laughs> gonna love you. Um, you're so encouraging, you're inspiring. You're a coach. I love coaches because coaches are people who want other people to be better. And that's why you're here today because you are, you're a Christian, so you're all about shining God's light. Like before the podcast, y'all, she was saying how she likes to listen to God's word. So can we talk about that for a second, that you like to listen to God's word? Um, do you do that on like a Bible app or how does that happen? Yeah, so I do it every day on the Bible app and I'm actually listening to uh, the chronological Bible. And so, um, so it's just basically right now I'm in the gospels. And so it's laying gospel over gospel, over gospel, over gospel, and just the different perspectives. And I love it. And there's okay. just so many things that I hear. And I just know that, that God opens up my ears to different things that he has said in different seasons. And this is only my third time reading the Bible all the way through, but it's just still like, whoa, I know I've read this before, but what a different take on that. And I know it has a lot to do with where I am in life, but I'm just so, um, so thankful to have a living document like that. Yeah. And when you hear it, I mean, there's one thing to hear it. There's one thing to read it, but when you hear it, and I'm sure you're listening to it when you're going about your day, how does that change what you do next? Oh, it, every day will transform what I'm doing. And it's just such a constant mind reminder, like we talked about before, like the Pharisees were called out for having their outsides look so sparkly, but the insides were full mm. of maggots, like the message says, the message version. And I just, I find myself sometimes I say things that I'm like, did that really just come out of me? Right. But I know it's, that's what it, it's in my heart. And I know that I'm flawed. And if I'm not so connected to God, left to my own devices, I'm going to struggle. I'm always going to struggle. Girl, this morning, I was thinking about something terrible that I said a couple years ago, and I didn't mean to say it, how it came out. It happened, and I feel terrible about it. And honestly, it's one of those things where I don't even know who to apologize to because it was like, why did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, this is so embarrassing. I just want to go in a shell. Oh, but yes, it is all about how your heart is. And that's what God's word does is it takes us back to the root of who we are and takes us back to the core of who we are. And like Christine Kane, she always mm. talks about the heart and that's from the Bible. Like yes. that's not from Christine Kane. That's right. from God's word. And it talks about where is your heart? How is the condition of your heart? Um, so thank you for speaking on that. I wanted to ask you too, you speak to a lot of teams, you're a coach, you're a mental performance coach, and I want my mind to be right, just like I want my heart to be right. So when you go out and talk to these teams, how are you encouraging them? What are you telling them to do? Yeah, so I will talk to a coach and really figure out where 
their heart is about their team. And so I work from a build it model rather than a fix it model. Okay. And so I don't want to come in when a team is just absolutely um, hate themselves, hate each other. And I can do that, but mm-hmm. I would prefer to come from a place where, Hey, I'm here to build you up, to build your skills to where you feel mentally strong. Mm-hmm. And it's the same kind of concept as teams send all of their student athletes to the weight room. Okay. Right. And they go to the weight room regularly so they can be built up so they can be strong. It's not like they go one time and they're like done. Yeah. Nailed it. And so for me, it's like a mental (laughs) performance coach, right? Like I want, and and I want all of their athletes, right? right? And I mean, if it's one time, thank God that's one time, but they can continue to use those skills. Uh, But in the same way, as you go to the weight room, you would go to a mental performance coach and and work on confidence and focus and mindfulness and a ton of different things. Yeah, we um, we're we're eating cookies today. We just dropped our. Cookie. I knocked it over. She's trying to take. But the blame. it's okay. No, it's it's fine. It, we're girls who are getting to hang out in a pandemic. Yes. And eat cookies. Praise. It's fine. Praise. Um, okay, so talk a little bit more about when you're talking to the athletes. What's your goal in that setting with them? Because, like you said, you might only get one time to talk to them. So, what's that like? So my biggest goal with them is I work on an inside out model of confidence building. And so I just, and what that means and why I would always start there is because your self-esteem should not be dependent on your athletic performance. Okay. And so when you're working on an inside out, you're working on yourself and you need to walk into the gym, walk into the business arena, walk into the ambulance as a driver, you walk in that I am good, I love myself, I am valued, I am accepted, and then I can perform. Mm -hmm. And so regardless of how that performance turns out, that I know I'm still confident in who I am. And if I have a bad performance, it was probably just a fluke. You know, I can, I'm in control and can work to get better at that. And so, so often I find that athletes define themselves Mm. as volleyball players, as softball players, as whatever. And then they're, all of their self-confidence is dependent on how they played yesterday. Mm. And it's just so heartbreaking. Like you have value beyond what you can give. Right. And, I, and that's why I always start there because I want them to hear, especially as Christians, mm-hmm. like you have value because you are a son or a daughter of the living God, right? right. And even if you're not a Christian, you still have that value. You may yes. just not be in tune yet, um, but, yes. you, but you have that value. You. Yes. With, and, and that should kind of like have some weight off of your shoulder. I just think it's, it, that's where you got to start. Man, so much of what you just said is scripture-driven Yes, that you are bringing to um, these athletes. So good because I don't know if you all listening, I'm sure you all listening were like the all-star of your high school team. True. You know what? I mean, even if you weren't, now you are. <laughs> now, now you are. But you can remember back to those competitive days of wanting to be your best, wanting to excel on the field or on the court or whatever that was. But that still holds true today. In the workforce, you want to bring your best. You want to bring your A game. Well, the same is true as a Christian. This podcast is all about using our platform, whatever it is, to broadcast God's love. And it's so encouraging listening to you, Amanda, because you were like, whatever sport they play. And it just reminds me of that scripture. I think it's in Colossians where it talks about whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. Mm -hmm. Whatever, whatever sport you play, whatever position you have, 
Do it for the glory of God. And so you're getting it back to the core. We had another guest on named Angela Long. She's a doctor in education. And she was talking about, this was a few months ago, that education is going to start getting back to the individual student that your life has value and you have a purpose. Yes. And she was talking about that's how the education's going to switch in the next decade or so. Um, but that's what you're teaching. And that's so good. Um, is there anything that they ask you, I guess, what's like a common question that they ask you at these events? Um, pretty much like how to be confident is mm -hmm. one of those. And we talk a lot about confidence. And so, uh, and I think like you're saying, this holds true to being a doctor, an EMT, um, to being a coach, a player, anything where you have to perform under any kind of pressure. And so one of the things from a practical standpoint that we have them do is okay. talk to themselves. Okay. And it's really interesting because all of the brain science is just fascinating and totally points back to God. Uh, but one of the things that is that the conscious mind is not always an ally. Mm -hmm. And so these thoughts that come up into your head, like walking into the operating room, like what if I'm not good enough? Right. No, I am good enough. Yes. I'm good enough. I'm trained for this. I was born for this. I am a good and excellent doctor. Right. And so like literally talking to yourself rather than listening to yourself. And, and I think it's so important for these young athletes, but man, even for us, because mm -hmm. your thoughts affect your emotions, which affect your body's response, right. which affects your performance at anything, at a mother, a father, at anything that, that we do. And so if you tell yourself, I'm a terrible mom, wow, you start to feel different right. and you start to act differently. But you can tell yourself, you know what? I had a tough day, but I'm a great mom. God has given me the tools to be an amazing mom. I am the absolute best mom for so-and-so yes and you start to hold your head up a little bit higher and you don't have the um the heartbeats and you don't have the sweats and i mean you can it just changes your outlook so i want to teach these athletes these people right. to literally talk themselves through being confident i have goosebumps <laughs> because oh i just wish everybody who is listening to this know, would know and like have confidence like you were talking about you talk to your athletes about confidence confidence comes from jesus mm -hmm. and you are fearfully and wonderfully made you're the head and not the tail you will go up and not down with jesus like that is something that i want to tell my kids but also and i do tell my kids trust me <laughs> they're gonna be like i'll go up and not down like they don't get that but it's fine they will yeah they'll they'll get it but that holds true to you as well listening it holds true to the athletes that you talk to it holds true to us individually talking and god has made each and every one of us so individual with gifts and abilities and my heart goes out to those who you're talking to and maybe they're losing like in, if they're losing individually mentally or they're losing as a team and they're looking at you as a unit as a team like how do we get back from this? And you're like, it, it all comes down to you internally realizing that you're a winner. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Oh so my gosh. Good. Okay. So what do you, um, how do you talk to people who are losing? That's like a terrible question. <laughs> but I really, because like today, you and I were talking earlier. I was having a rough morning. Things were not working out back to back to back. I was losing. I'm like losing right now, except for this conversation. No, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes. Yes. 
Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so how do you talk to losers? <laughs> that is a really funny question. So what I would start with is just control what you can control. So you may feel like, I, and I know some of the things you're talking about are so outside of your control that you feel like you were losing that. Okay. So if I am a salesperson and I go and I give my best pitch possible okay. and, I, and they don't take it, well, technically I lost, but did I get better? Boom. Am I smarter now? Do I have a different technique? Yes, yes, and yes. So yeah, I could focus on the product. It didn't go how I wanted it to, but what is the process that I can control look like? Was I prepared? Was I informed about my client? And so really having them focus on the things that they can control. I mean, take the Cleveland Browns, right? Who have been terrible at football for Who? so long. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Who've been terrible for so long. And it just is a mindset shift. They're doing really well this year. And you cannot let the past dictate your present. And so, because mm -hmm. you can't control it. You can't control the past. You can't control the future. You can mm -hmm. only control the present moment. And so having that mentality of, I will do my absolute best at what I can control. My thoughts, my attitude, my effort, my communication, things like that. If they've been losing and been losing, yeah, something needs to change. So let's check out the process rather than the product. So I'm not going to focus on your... 0 and 75 record, right? Like, yikes, that's rough. Yeah. But yeah, you lost, but let's look at why. Let's look at what you're doing. What kind of environment are you in? Uh, who's surrounding you? You know, things like that. So I think Ooh. having them focus let's on- Let's talk about, hold up. Yes. Who's surrounding you? Ooh, who's speaking into your life? Mm. And what are they speaking? Oh, and, and I'm, I had a kind of a tough childhood. My mom passed away when I was young and uh, my dad was a single dad who really struggled. And I remember I had such negativity spoken into my life. And then I became a Christian and just out of desperation was all in. I mean, all in. Yeah. And so when I heard things like, nobody likes you, mm. you know what? And, and in my mind, I was like, that's not true. God loves me. Not even likes me. God loves me. And it really changed my entire outlook. And so that's so huge. Who is pouring into you? Whose influence do you care about, right? Are you around mm. negative people who are breeding negativity, who are complaining about the quote losing, or are you around people who are positive and optimistic? Wow. When you said whose influence do you care about? Mm. Mm. Did like, in my mind, I don't know about you who is listening to this, but did a name just come up? You know, like a name just came up for me and it's like, no, that voice of negativity doesn't matter mm -hmm. and it should not have influence. So, man, this is good. All right, I'm going to mention Christine Kane again. I can't help she's it, man. She's a queen. She's yeah. a queen. Yes. She is a queen. And she's preaching God's word. And that's what, at the end of the day, you guys who are listening to this, like, I love that y'all are listening to this. Thank you. I pray that you're using your platform to broadcast God's love, that you're decreasing your name and increasing God's name and all the things. Um, but I pray that you're digging into God's word because none of this is worth it. These are just words. If you're not having a relationship with God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, like, man, there's real, like I was listening to something the other day and they were talking a, a podcast and it's a Christian podcast and they were talking about the magic, like, and hopefully you'll feel the magic. And I'm like, mm, no, I want the experience with Jesus. You yes. know, that comes through the Holy Spirit. It's not worldly, you know, it's anyway, what were we talking about? 
<laughs> I love you. About the Ooh. influence. You know, we're done with the influence. We're done silencing the haters. Sometimes yes. we're still going to talk, but we don't have to let them in so deep. Yes. So, and this is what I love about our friendship. We're both moms. Amanda has two boys. You don't mind me saying that. No, you have no, children. Not okay. at all. Come on. Yeah. So, as moms, you and I are encouraging each other in our walk, just through little things like a text message here and there, whatever, um, through our jobs, all that. We're there to support each other in prayer, and it's an encouraging relationship. Christine Kane was talking about it on her podcast that in Christian relationships, sometimes some people aren't in their right mind, and they'll say something that, you know, you're like, hey, I've got this on my heart. I, I, th- I pray that this is from God. It's in my soul. Like, I've, I'm, I've been thinking about it. What do you think? And her thing was like, if what the other person says deters you away from what God can do and God's timing, if they, so it could be anything, but if what they're saying brings you down in your faith, to where you're not believing in God's power, that something that is impossible and looks impossible to the world, but to God is possible, that is a friendship you need to turn down, that it needs to go away. That's good. Oh my goodness. That's so good. But that's exactly what you're talking about, about who do you care about? Who are you listening to? Who is around you? Like, man, I could keep talking about this forever, but... Just keep talking to us about that if that's okay and how you encourage athletes. Like you're getting hyped up talking to these athletes who are probably young, like they're in high school or middle mm-hmm. school, right? Yes. Yeah. So how, I mean, man, they're so vulnerable at that age. They are. Yeah. They and are the, vulnerable. And the connections that come from it. So anyway, sorry, I'm talking too much. You go for it. You are not talking too much. <laughs> it is the perfect amount. Well, one of the things like that I am really passionate about, I don't know if you know Dr. Caroline Leaf, and I think I've shared a few of your things with maybe, but yeah. she is a neuroscientist okay. who was like groundbreaking on the theory of neuroplasticity. And I'm telling you, like, God is just so... And it says in the Bible, like, that he delights in revealing things like this. So, like, Mm. he delights in revealing science. And so in the 1970s, people thought that the brain you had as a baby was the brain that you had as an adult. Okay, obviously not, like, developmentally. That would be weird. That would be weird. (laughs) So weird. But that your genetic code was static. So if you were not detail-oriented, like, you're destined to not be detail-oriented playing the end okay and so it was something like in the 1970 early that they thought you why even work at that why work at confidence why work at being detail oriented because genetically you're not there okay Okay. which is such like speaking death on people okay so what I want a lot of these people to understand is that neuroplasticity is the theory that your mind can change your brain okay your mind yes can change your brain so your thoughts are powerful enough to literally change the makeup of your brain. Okay, so, keep going. Right, okay, so if you tell yourself, I am valuable, I am worthy, like I um, am worthy of being loved, that changes my brain. Ooh. If I grew up, and I did grow up in pessimism, and uh, my family on one half is all alcoholics, right. and they will be alcoholics, and I should be an alcoholic. And at some point I told myself, no, like this is not the path that I'm going down. My genetics say one thing, this is what I say, right. and I'm not gonna do that. So my thoughts can help change the makeup of my brain. And so 
it's just speaking life into these athletes, into these people that whatever your, um, whatever your thought life is today mm-hmm. is changing who you are. And so if you wake up and you tell yourself, I look like garbage, mm. I shouldn't even be here, I'm stupid, mm. I, all of these things, you're shaping your brain. And so if confidence is a choice, right? right? So we, our thoughts help us be confident and thoughts are a choice. I can change the narrative that literally changes my brain. So an event happens. Someone at school says, um, you're garbage. Okay. Right? And then throws you in the garbage. Okay. So let me even (laughs) literally picks you up. And puts you in there. So let me like even go farther. And I think I trust your listeners. Okay. You guys. Oh, they're awesome. (laughs) So they'll accept it. I had a girl tell me when I moved schools after my mom passed away and she said, nobody will ever like you here. Uh. Yes, it was like my first week. First of all, you don't even know me like that. Yeah. You don't even give me a shot. You don't even know how cool I am. Right? No, she was not into that. She said, no one will ever like you here. And it was awful. And yeah. I remember thinking that and buying into that for mm. like a few days. And it changed my outlook on my life. And I got really depressed and I didn't want to talk to anybody. And then I got invited to a church, which I had no friends, obviously, or else they would have beat that girl up. But I went to church with this girl who invited me. And that's the day I became a Christian. And all of a sudden, I started hearing different things said about me. And I know scientifically, the makeup of my brain had to have changed. Like the neural pathways that were wired to... I am not valuable. I have no reason to even come to school. I have no friends, right? Like that started to be rewired when my value became something that was concrete Mm. rather than the opinion of this 13 year old who was not nice, obviously. And, And so I think I want them to hear kind of the impact of their thoughts that this is changing your brain it changes daily Mm -hmm. which blows my mind it's the part of the genetics that you pass on to your children are you like your brain makeup blows my mind and so there's reason for us to work on this so i think i'm really passionate about neuroplasticity blows my mind Um, but even just like sharing with them how impactful our thoughts are yes so how do you get to the point of because i think a lot of other people could relate with what you're talking about of alcoholism, like that's been passed through your family or maybe just addiction or maybe it's like verbal abuse or anything that they would have seen in their family members. How do you go from, I grew up with this, I have been a victim in this way, I don't want to repeat the cycle. How do you take that and and just change and be different and be you, be how God created you, individual, unique with individual gifts and talents for his glory. Yeah. Sorry. I have to say that Go. because it's one thing to know that you are individual, but it's another that God made you the way he, like, you know, with all the hairs on your head and everything that you are, but it's another thing to know that you have gifts and talents because that's when you realize like, Oh, I have a purpose. Yes. And if I'm not using those gifts and talents to give back to God, I'm not, living life to my full potential no, and you so. can start where you're at okay sorry whoa 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 i'm about to coach <laughs> broadcast this love right here because this, this is what i'm talking about i love so you good. like because you love jesus okay so talk to me about that mind shift of i saw this as a child and i don't want to be that in the future yeah so that would probably be on more of the clinical psychology that i don't feel 
if I don't have a close relationship with a person, I probably would not go down there. If this is like my family um, struggles with addiction, I'm being verbally abused. If I don't know them, I would pass them on and refer them to someone else. But if this is someone that I'm close to, or even like my personal experience, I know for me, I had to have a higher hope. And so my motivation was I wanted to live a better life than I saw Mm. out of my mom. And I knew that that path was not the way. And it was a conscious choice, right? Like my thoughts were a choice every day that this is not the path I'm going to go down. Um, You know, I have verbal abuse in my family and I know for me, I can get really, really angry and it takes a long time to get there, but I can get really angry and see red with my kids and my husband. And so knowing that instead of like, what is the saying? Like if you don't, um, if you fail to prepare, you are preparing to fail. Okay. So I know I need to have a plan when I get to that situation. If I'm an alcoholic, I need to have a plan before I get to the bar. Okay. I'm not waiting until I get to the bar to decide how I'm going to go about this situation. So when I see red, I say, hey, I need to I need to step away. I'm going to go outside for a minute. And I let them know, like, I'm not processing my feelings very well. I need to go outside. Oh, right. And so and so they're learning. I, they're learning that, OK, this is healthy. Mom's not going to freak out on us and cuss us out. Right. Like, yeah. but I know that that I need to do that. And so I'll remove myself from the situation. I think it shows them emotional control, vulnerability, um, but it also allows me to be God honoring to them when I know I'm about to not be. Right. Well, and we were talking about before we started recording this about the Bible verse. It talks about be still and know that I am God. Mm. And when you were like, I'm seeing red, I need to get out of this situation. I'm in a situation where I'm vulnerable. And then there's that scripture that talks about God will always give you a way out. Run from temptation. Yes. Flee. Flee. Not like walk, saunter away. Like get out of there. Like spray. <laughs> yes. Like God gave you legs. Yeah. Use them. Like get out. No. <laughs> get get out. Oh my goodness. Man, that's so good to remember. Uh, oh, today we were reading Adam and Eve were um, to my kids. They have like a little kid's Bible. And it was talking about how Eve took the first bite of the apple and... Um, God was like, don't eat from, from the tree of life. Like, that's what tells you what's good and evil. Like, don't eat from that. You can hang out in the Garden of Eden, but just don't eat from this tree. And she did it. And it's like, man, things would have been so different if she didn't do that. But um, I think it's relatable to so many people who are, are faced with temptation that this is out in front of you. You know, are you going to bite the apple or are you going to run? You know, are you going to be like Eve and bite the apple? Which obviously we're all paying for that. Thank you with childbirth and pain, being painful. But but there are there is an epidural for that. So I just wanted to say that there is an epidural now. Okay. Sure. And it's amazing. Thank you, Jesus. Um, mm. But yes, I think that's the challenge that Amanda and I are talking about in this call. That's like when you get faced with temptation, whether that's you walk into a bar or whatever that is where you see red flee from temptation like god is going to give you a way out it's you know you got to die to yourself though you know it's not life is not about us it's not about me you whatever like it's about jesus yes and bringing glory to him that's our purpose like you said like that's our purpose and whatever avenue that we need to do that that's our purpose yeah it's not about like anything else I was just reading Ecclesiastes recently, so I'm Ooh, not trying to. Smoke. I'm not trying to like put anybody down, but 
But everything's meaningless. <laughs> everything's a vapor. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, I was about to do another Christine Kane story. But anyway, okay. Amanda, we love you. We want to connect with you. How do we connect? And plus, too, if there's are any coaches who are listening to this, I know you're, um, and maybe you're not in, we're in Pensacola, Florida, but maybe you're listening from a different state where Amanda couldn't travel to you or something. How would you want to connect with people and, you know, tell them what you're doing and how you can impact their team to be winners? Yes. So I am actually traveling to Missouri oh. next month. So I am kind of all over the place. Yeah, it's been, well, and that's where I'm from. So I'm like going back to hometown pride and going to work with some teams there. And oh then I just did a clinic in like central Florida a few weeks ago. So I'm traveling and doing clinics on mental performance there and really wanting them to be interactive. And just, this is what this generation needs. They need to feel it, not just hear it. And so if you want to get in touch, my yes. email address is elevatementalperformance.com. Oh, Elevate, Elevate ElevateMentalPerformance.com. Yes. Uh, yes. ElevateMentalPerformance.com. Girl, the Lord will take you up and not down. That's yes. Deuteronomy. Oh my gosh, it's at gmail.com. Did I say that? ElevateMentalPerformance at gmail.com. Let's say it Don't. again. <laughs> ElevateMentalPerformance at gmail.com. Thank that's you. It. That's Thank it. you very much. Okay, so that's how we're going to get in touch with you is by email. Elevate. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Oh, I love hanging out with girls. This is like, we rock. Girls are awesome. Okay. Anything else? Oh, Bible verse. Yes. What is, and we ask all of our guests this question. Um, some of you guys have been waiting out for us to get to this part because this is like, <laughs> I love this part, man. This is where God, I mean, take control, Lord, like with your word, it's alive and the Holy Spirit, all that. Um, Amanda, what scripture is helping you through this season? So I'm really excited that you asked that. I'm really excited to share is Luke 12, 34, and it's in the message. And it says, the place where your treasure is, is the place you will most want to end up be. Want to, you will most want to be. From the top. We got to do that. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Luke 12, 34, the place where your treasure is, is the place you will most want to be and end up being. And it really just convicted me to where, where am I spending my time mm. and my treasure? Am I pouring my money, my effort, uh, my love into my house? Mm. Even into my kids and my husband, which I think is so important, and that has a lot of eternal impact. Right. But is my focus on how to make this life more comfortable? Yes. Or is it, how can I better eternity for others? Oh, wow. And how can I be God-honoring in a way that I have spent my life and my treasure is stored up in heaven because right. then, you know, I'll most want to be there instead of on the day that I'm about to go see Jesus. And I'm like, no, take me back to my house. Mm. Take me back to my car. I want to be there. Oh, no, 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 no. I want to be with Jesus in heaven because that's where my treasure is stored up. And, you know, and, and so that's been really impactful for me of a better way to spend my time. And what was that scripture again? Luke 12, 34. Luke 12, 34. Okay, man. Awesome. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Anything else? I mean, is there anything? If you, and if you don't necessarily even want me to, or have the, I mean, just don't want to commit to having me come out there. If I yeah. can pray for your athletes, yes. reach out. I would love to pray for them. I would love to just be helpful in any way possible. I do virtual meetings as yeah. well. And so just any way that I could, um, I could be of assistance. It means a lot to me as far as like eternal impact with people's teams. Yeah. Virtual. Oh my goodness. 
Yes, 2020. Yes, 2020. Everybody knows what Zoom means. They January do. 2020, we didn't know, but we didn't at know. the end of the year, here we are with Zoom. Oh, and we do want to say um, the day that this is airing is election day. Yes, go vote. So go vote. Oh my goodness. Yes, go vote and pray about it and do your research and all the things and know that your vote matters, know that your voice matters, and respect um, everybody who is around you. We know from God's word that people are appointed to their positions. Um, that's a God thing. Yes. You know, just like how you're appointed to your job, you're listening to this, you're in the role that you're in. Uh, the same is true with the presidency. So, so be a good. part of that and vote and and do all of that and just respect people like no fighting today. <laughs> no fighting. No fighting. No fighting. All love. With Shakira, you know. <laughs> no fighting. No fighting. Okay. Love you guys. Um, at the end of every podcast, we always pray in Jesus' name. I pray we decrease in God. You increase in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I love Amanda and I hope that you are encouraged by her story that what matters is inside of you. You are beautiful inside and out, but do you believe it? You are called by God. You are marked by God as a follower of Jesus. If you are a Christian, you've accepted God into your heart. If you are marked by God, you have a calling on your life. And I pray that you use where you are to broadcast his love. Ephesians 4 talks about the unity in the body of Christ. And it says, I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling which you have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all, but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, stick with me here, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. Believe that you are gifted today. You don't have to be in a quote, gifted class to be gifted. You just have to follow Jesus. I want to read to you a part of this book I've been reading. It's called Favor with Kings with Caleb Anderson, and it really talks about this mental edge, and it brings it home, making it about our faith. So listen in. A business owner was deep in debt and could see no way out. Creditors were closing in, and no promise of hope was on the horizon. He sat on a park bench, head in his hands, wondering if anything could save his company from bankruptcy. Suddenly, an old man seemed to appear out of nowhere. I can see that something is troubling you, the old man said. After listening to the struggles of this CEO, the old man responded, I believe I can help you. He asked the man his name and wrote him a check. He pressed it into the sweaty, empty hand of the troubled CEO and said, take this money. Meet me here exactly one year from today and you can pay me back then. Then the mysterious old man turned the corner and disappeared as quickly as he had come. The businessman opened his hand and wiped his eyes. Looking again, he confirmed that the check had been made out for $500,000 and signed by John D. Rockefeller. 
then one of the richest men in the world. My financial worries are gone, he thought. But soon after, he decided not to deposit the check, but instead to put the life-changing piece of paper in his safe. Just knowing that $500,000 cash was at his fingertips might give him the strength to work out a way to save his business. With renewed passion, focus, and optimism, he negotiated better deals and extended his debt terms. He closed several big sales, and within six months, he was out of debt and making money. Exactly one year later, he returned to the same bench at the same park with the uncashed check in hand. Once again, the old man appeared, but just as the CEO was about to hand back the check and share his success story, a nurse came running up and grabbed the old man. Was he bothering you? I'm so glad I caught him, she said. He's always escaping from the rest home and telling people he's John D. Rockefeller. And with that, she led the old man away by the arm. The businessman stood there stunned. All year long, he'd been wheeling and dealing, buying and selling, convinced he had half a million dollars behind him. But it was just the funny money of a confused old man. Suddenly, the CEO realized that it wasn't the money real or fake, that had turned his life around. It was his belief that things were turning around for the good. This story is probably made up, but it illustrates a profound truth about faith. With faith, you can move mountains. In fact, Jesus also said, with God, all things are possible. Your faith is not in money or materials. Your faith is in the God of the universe who whispers to your soul that there is purpose and potential still locked in a safe within you yet to be drawn upon. Why not you? Why not now? Michael Jordan said, you must expect great things of yourself before you can do them. You don't have to be the most qualified. You don't have to be the youngest, strongest, and brightest. You don't need to be the first to market. It's better not to have all the money, fame, and fanfare. What you need are conviction, favor, and a plan, and faith. If you're waiting on God, he might be waiting on you. If the problem still exists and there are people still to be served, then there's room for you to be the spark. And the lesson here, as we wrap this up, the lesson is this. You don't need to be the smartest or the most impressive to be the spark. I love that. And I pray that you understand that faith in Christ takes things that are impossible to the world and makes them possible. So I wanted to share with you Luke 12, starting in 22 and reading down to where Amanda was talking about verse 34. So stick with me here and be encouraged by God's word. It's talking about do not be anxious. And he said to his disciples, this is talking about Jesus. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on for your life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. 
of how much more value are you than the birds? Oh, believe that. Continuing on in verse 25. And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? If then you are not able to do as small a thing as that, why are you anxious about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not betrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass, which is alive in the field today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you? O oh, you of little faith. And do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried. For all the nations of the world seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions, give to the needy, provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old with treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. Here it is, ending it with this, verse 34, Luke 12, 34. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I hope you all have a great week. I hope that wherever your treasure is right now, it just came to mind and that you surrender that to Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.